I am Coach Cameron, and I see a whole army of little soccer warriors here in defiance of odds of control coaches and parents. You've come to fight as free players, and free players you are. What will you do without freedom? Will you fight? No. Not against them. They're too scary. They scream at me repeatedly. And if I don't comply, they will take me out of the game. And I'll be embarrassed and ashamed. So will I fight? No. There's too many. I can't fight. I don't want to be subbed off. I want to play. So I'll do what they say. I fight and you may be subbed. Comply and you'll stay on the field at least for a while. And retired many years from now. Would you be willing to trade all the games from this day to that? For one chance, just one chance, to come back here and tell the parents and coaches, shut up and no more, this is our game, not yours. And to tell them that they may take our game, but they'll never take our freedom. Welcome to the Coach Cameron Soccer Podcast. A soccer referee shoots at a group of soccer players. Yeah, we got video of that. Soccer player misses his own wedding to finalize a transfer to a new club. How dare you? LA Galaxy in pursuit of stealing the 2021 USL Champions facility. And then we have a youth soccer brawl that leads to pepper spray. And a soccer dad punches a 14-year-old kid. What are we doing? What are we doing? All of this with video. All of it. The shooting. There's video. We get to see that. That's awesome. Not really, but it's kind of cool we have video, I guess. Uh, And welcome to the show, El Rojo. Retake that picture. What? Why? Stupid in it. Plus, that was a year ago. Comment. Let us know if. Jack looks stupid in the El Rojo look. Roll it again. Let's take another look. I, I, didn't, I haven't looked at it in a while. Rojo. You look dope. Rojo. You look dope. Comment. Does he look dope or um? what do you think you look like? A punk? Yeah. All right. Punk. punk. Question for the podcast. 
Do you defend officials or do you just let them get abused to the point they're going to shoot someone? And we have that. And we're going to show you shortly. But if you want to support this podcast, you can do that. You can support this podcast by donating to our foundation, which is through the MCCD Foundation. And this is how you do it. Go to phoenixcollege.edu and scroll down to the button and hit the Bears logo. You'll see it. And then once you click on there, it'll navigate yourself to the uh, official athletic webpage and go ahead and hit click on donate slash sponsor. And then it'll take you to the contributing site you donate a high amount, hundreds of dollars. If you really want to support, that'd be awesome. Or you can do a smaller amount, make it a monthly gift and make sure you designate it for PC men's soccer. And of course, comment. You love coach Cameron. And uh, that'd be awesome. So you can do all that and help this podcast to exist. The only reason I keep this podcast, you're good, Jack. Uh, I don't know. It kind of started in COVID and then I just haven't stopped. So, yeah, that's that's how we roll. But we're going to start with the news of the day, which is a uh, a wedding married by a brother. Um not brother because he's black, but his brother married his wife. So a soccer player misses his own wedding to finalize transfer to new club. He sends his brother to stand in as the groom. That's that, crazy. That's passionate. That's passionate. Okay. A footballer missed his own wedding day in order to finalize a transfer to a new team. Malmo star Mohamed Boya Dure wasn't there on his big day as he was agreeing to a different type of contract instead. The 27-year-old was focused on the possibility of the transfer. He missed his own wedding. Although, Toure made sure his bride, Sawad Bandown, wasn't on her own by sending his brother to take his place instead. <laughs> Uh, Tere hilariously told Swedish outlet, we got married on July 21st in Sierra Leone, but I wasn't there because Malmo asked me to come here earlier. We took the picture in advance, so it looks like I was there, but I wasn't. My brother had to represent me at the wedding itself. Well, I'm confused. Did the brother have to kiss his girlfriend, who apparently is his wife? To kind of consummate the the marriage. How's that work? Comment. Let us know if you've been part of an African wedding in Sierra Leone. Can you get married without kissing? Or did the brother have to kiss? Does that count? Or did, I don't even know. I don't, I don't understand. When I got married to my wife, I actually had, there's no, there was no possibility uh, the, the church we were married under you could not send anyone as proxy to marry your future wife. So is he really married to her or not? I don't know. Comment. Let us know. What do you know about any of that? But we're going to move on straight to the referee shooting because that's kind of how I tag this whole thing. And we have video of it. Let's play that video, Jack. When you recklessly shoot a weapon towards a crowd of people, it's a miracle no one was hit. An adult soccer game at the Pauls Valley Sports Complex ending in gunfire. <laughs> the police department saying the referee, Davi Bazif, 
pulling a red card on a player, ejecting him from the game. The incident started to escalate, got kind of heated. I believe there was some push and shove. Video obtained by News 4 showing the 54-year-old running off the field towards his truck. Seconds later, Bazeth emerges, a gun in hand, and then firing towards the red-carded player, his family, and the fans. It is very dangerous. It could have been a very bad situation. You have families there. You have not only the adult spectators and players, but you have children in the area. Police say Bazeth hopped back into his truck, speeding off, leaving the fields in the dust not getting far before police stop him booking the ref into jail after taking his loaded handgun from his truck. Even small caliber weapons, they still produce death. Completely reckless. Thankfully, no one was hurt. Now, Bazeth is facing complaints for feloniously pointing a firearm. He's set to be arraigned tomorrow at 11 a.m. in Garvin County. According to online court reports, this is his first... Polonious? What the heck? So, whose side are you on? Are you on the referee side? He lost his mind. I wonder why. I wonder how much abuse he took where it drove him insane that he would actually bring gun to the field after all. Um, that he had to go crazy, run on to his truck, pull out his handgun, and just fire. Like, don't mess with me. That's interesting. Comment. Let us know. Are are you a defender of officials? Do you try to defuse things before they run to the parking lot and get a gun? I'll just sit here and wait. We're losing viewers, and I don't blame you because you saw what you saw, and that was it, and that was the title of the show, but we have better stuff. Starting with Orange County SC, alleged LA Galaxy trying to take their venue. What are we doing? This what are we doing? The fight over the future of championship soccer stadium in Irvine appears to be to have kicked off in a major way as Orange County SC announced on Friday they are facing a fight to remain in the Orange County Great Park venue. They allege the LA Galaxy organization has submitted a proposal to undercut Orange County SC presence starting in 2023 that would evict the defending USL championship title holders. Orange County SC revealed a proposal by the Galaxy organization to the city of Irvine, which owns the stadium, to take over as the tenant of the championship soccer stadium beginning in 2023, presumably for the Galaxy reserve team to call home after they move to the MLS Next Pro, the new third-tier professional league. The difference, according to the OCSC, is the new proposal would be in for the exclusive tenant. In other words, evicting Orange County SC from the stadium they've called home since 2017, as well as other adult teams that currently use the venue, which includes NISA Outfit California United Strikers FC. You're all banned. This happens all the time. This happened to me, believe it or not. This exact situation happened to me. I don't know the details between the Galaxy and Orange County, but the LA Galaxy use their influence to step in and try to get a deal that they can take over that facility, mainly because Orange County, you know, they're not deserving. They only won the USL championship last season, so they're becoming too good at what they do. So in America, we don't have this promotion relegation kind of thing. We have whoever has the most money or influence will crush the competition. That's what they do. They crush the competition. 
continuing on, our club is built in Irvine, 100% Orange County proud and now under attack. We are stunned and extremely disappointed by yesterday's news that the city could undo all the great work we have done in soccer and in the local community in Orange County. The owner, James Kesson, said in the team's release, We have called Championship Soccer Stadium home for the last five years. It is where fans have come together to watch our team represent their community, where we have won trophies, most recently the USL Championship, and where local players have realized their dreams and have risen from the academy to the pros and to some of the largest clubs throughout the world, providing a great service. Now, the LA Galaxy 2, they're kind of average, so average, I, I'm kind of skipping around here, Jack. Can you play the the last time they played Orange County versus LA Galaxy 2, who's trying to swoop in there? Let's watch how that game went. From the one and only Joe Tatino. Once in a blue moon. <laughs> well, at least somebody wants to talk to us. That's right. right. Here's Alaski ahead. It goes to Ocoli. Looking for number five, and it is 5-1 in favor of Orange County Soccer Club. Over LA Galaxy 2. What a so turn if you of can't and what a beat them, take their stadium. That's how you roll. That's how you roll in America. So being successful in the game and you don't have money, guess what? We'll find a way to take away your facilities. That's what we do in America. That's what happens in new soccer as well. Isn't it a big real estate game? It happened to us, and I'm skipping around. Sorry, Jack, so you're going to have to do the best that you can. I got you. Um, so I started a uh, a new club in the West Valley where there wasn't. It was AYSL pretty much. That's all there was. And I came in to Avondale, Arizona, Goodyear, Australia, Peoria, Palm Valley area, and started a, um, a league of 1,800 kids, uh, 12 to 25 traveling teams, and we – we are just battling to to exist, but we're doing some great things. We had a soccer store. We had a we had a, a speed room with a, a, a ten thousand dollar treadmill. We had a movie room. We put all the money back into the organization, and we we actually look look like the real deal. Except we're brand new, and we're trying to find ways to create more revenues because we're trying to keep improving our product. We're just in the West Valley, but we made a mistake. We decided to do a tournament called the uh, Georgian Abe Soccer Classic. Well, that was a big mistake because that weekend is President's Day tournament brought to you by S.E. Del Sol, which I actually grew up in that club when it was called Shamrocks. But they didn't like that. They didn't like the fact that we would run a tournament during their time frame, and we did. And we ran the, uh, the Georgian Abe Soccer Classic on I think it was 2005 or six, and we ran the tournament. It r- rained out all. It rained every day, kind of like what's about to hit our house right now. We have big red cell coming, crazy monsoon. But it was in February. We got in a situation where we made our tournament happen. Del Sol couldn't do it because cities shut him down. So we made ours happen, and then we actually started emailing all the teams saying, "Rain or shine, we will. We will." play kind of sticking it to them and we screwed up we shouldn't have picked on that del sol because they're just too powerful because they know how to manipulate things kind of like the la galaxy what they did was they knew a new facility was coming online called friendship park it was going to open up in our second year of running our tournament we're from avondale arizona and friendship park is avondale 
And what happened was we had the facility uh, reserved for that tournament, 10, 10 brand new fields. Del Sol met with the city council and convinced them to remove our uh, agreement and accept theirs and take it over. And we met with the city council and they're like, Oh, Del Sol, they bring all these international teams. They're going to fill our hotels and all this. And we had a whole conversation with them. We we're fighting with them. Like, how can you do this to your own people? We are the taxpayers of this community. They're like, they're going to fill our hotels. I'm like, no, they're not. They may do it one year, but reach 11 was coming on the next year, which would have been 20 plus 24 fields. They're not going to come to Avondale. Oh yeah, they promised. And what happened? They ended they ended the local group because we are small time. We're we're actually doing quite well. We are doing great things, but we couldn't fill up hotels. So our own city voted to contribute to Scottsdale Club and give it to them. Now I'm not angry at Del Sol. I'm angry at the government officials that they didn't serve their people. Government officials are what? Evil. They're evil. They're, that's, that's why there is so much um, corruption in government because you can buy them. You can buy them. They're so easy to be bought. And they were bought. They were sold. And they didn't promote. And, of course, we stopped doing the tournament. It hurt us uh, quite a bit. It's a big moneymaker for the ones that don't know. It's six figures. One weekend. Six figures. Easily. And we were destroyed by our own government officials of our city to cater to who? A Scottsdale city. That is disgusting. Makes you want to puke over and over again. So I don't know the details of what's going behind the scenes with the Galaxy and um, Orange County, but it sounds like something very, very similar because the Galaxy are coming over. The you're punishing your own people and they were successful. They survived COVID. They did all these great things and they were able to fill up that stadium, but not with the LA galaxy name. Maybe not with the hotels that they're promising or whatever they're dealing behind the scenes. It's disgusting and it's horrible. That was a long rant comment. Let us know. Am I a liar? Do you support the city of Avondale government? Do you trust them? I don't trust anyone that wants to be an elected official because they all have something in common. They want something. And it's typically not for the people they're serving. So, I don't know. Maybe I'm just a crazy guy. Scrolling down. Put simply, Orange County's SC's primary complaint about the alleged proposal from the Galaxy organization is that it aims for exclusivity, meaning Orange County would be without a venue to altogether for the 2023 season if the Galaxy get what they are seeking for, which they'll probably get because you can't find this on the news. I've, I found it on a tweet and share this episode. Please comment, share, like, blow this episode up, call the Galaxy out, cut this segment up. You can go on YouTube and just share this clip of what I'm talking about. It needs to be talked about. These are, these are bad, bad people. Assuming that's what's happening... Now, it could be wrong. There could be something else going on. But they're attacking their own people because it's LA Galaxy. They're going to put LA Galaxy 2 here. And they're going to wear the LA Galaxy. Even though our local team can beat them 5-1. And they beat them every time they play, apparently. They just won the USL Championship. The, the, the One of the top trophies you can get in America. Not good enough. It's not good enough. B 
because they didn't meet with the government officials and wheel and deal and talk them out and do all these things, make them feel good about themselves, invite them to a game, maybe gave them a poster with Zlatan's uh, picture, sign autograph. I don't know what they did, but they made them feel good about themselves somehow, and they just stabbed their own people in the back. So... Continuing on, furthermore, if Orange County and another local ownership group plan to launch a women's professional team, something the club has teased they are interested in doing with the USL Super League, set to launch in 2023, they would also find another venue, which could delay or scrap such plans altogether. That's actually a smart play if you bring a women's team and use that power of women. Speaking of women, she don't have purple hair anymore. Get off my show, Megan. Megan Rapino always coming on the show, but Megan, Megan will fight for you if you use the, the women card. You should do that. In addition to playing in Irvine dating back in 2014, this group has done, um, in 2016, they, they rebranded as Orange County. Have, they have worked exclusively for the last five years uh, as a legitimate community member, but that doesn't matter to government officials. They don't care. They're, they're all about who can make me feel good at the time and who can buy me dinner and not report it so I don't have to uh, uh, get in trouble because they have like certain allowances and stuff what they're allowed to accept, but they accepted something. Uh, the attendance is significantly this past season has raised up 30% or the current season, and it doesn't appear that the club's roots to the community over time run wide and deep. We are a big proponent of all that we're doing and the messaging that we're bringing to our community. I'm going to skip down, Jack, to the, um, can you play the, uh, did we play the fan video yet? No. Yeah, play the fan video. So this is the stadium, and these are the people that support this. University of California, Irvine, there's more competition, and there's more. I mean, we are the pioneers of the West. It's really crazy being where we came from, like playing in community college stadium, not even stadium, just fields, um, high school fields back in the early days, and now we're here, and the league's grown so much, and the group's grown so much, and it's just, if you're not having fun, why do it? So. I've been a fan since they were the Orange County Blues football club playing at uh, UCI University, California, Irvine. There's more competition and there's more passion in the USL, and that's why I'm, I'm all in. For, for me personally, like I used to, I still follow, but not as passionately, but uh, the Galaxy. And once there was a team here, I always grew up as a local team guy. I was always an Angels guy and a Ducks guy, but I was a big soccer fan, so it just was a natural fit. Had to had to come support the local side. The fact that we're still around and the growth has been tremendous is, is just a lot of fun. Everything the club does is looking forward. It takes only a matter of time before we fill this, this stadium out. It's, it's slow because there's so many sports and we're in Southern California. But once once we get I get a fan here, you know they come here um, and they uh, they love it. So those dirtbags in the city council are robbing that community, and they're just gonna have to step up. But you know what the Galaxy did? They brought them in over uh, to their stadium in L.A. They brought you know some some of the uh, council over there that that have votes, 
and they did some secret deal saying, hey, we'll bring our first team to play our second team in your stadium. We're going to fill that place up. How dare you do that? You dirty, dirty people. How dare you? That, that's a horrible thing that you can do. Uh, and comment. Share this segment. So if you don't know how to share these segments on my YouTube channel, you can share this segment and tag anyone you know uh, and make that go viral. I'll do the best that I can. I do have some clips that do go viral, but this needs to be talked about. These city council members, they actually do, don't have a picture of them all. Did I show them the council? All right, here's the current council. It's on the bottom. Right. Yeah, just throw it. No, no, right. That oh. thing. Throw it in. All right, these are the dirt bags. Uh, the mayor, Anthony, what's his name? Anthony, whatever. Uh, Anthony Cuyo. Yeah, he's a dirt bag. Look at these dirt bags. Go back. Throw it back in. Let's look at the dirt bags. You Use your mouse to shrink. Okay. All right, leave it there. All right, so all of them. Contact them. Email them. Call them. You don't even have to be a citizen. Just say you are of, of that community. So... Go after those people. The, the, look at them smile. They're dirty. They're dirty people. And eh, that's kind of mean. But they might be dirty. Get call them. Just go Google. All you have to do is Google this uh, city of Irvine. Is it Irvine? Yes. Yeah. City of Irvine, and uh, call them, email them, and say how dare you, and don't do what you think is happening behind the scenes it's crony capitalism it's government controlled corp it's horrible so enough of that stay on top of that if you you want to serve a purpose at all deal with that that's bs u.s or youth soccer player gets pepper sprayed by police youth soccer players do and we have video of that as well Yeah, you can do it, Jack. Yay! News. Parents in an all-out brawl in the middle of a kid's soccer game. The crowd doused with pepper spray. 10 News anchor Brian Schlonsky is live in Encanto. How did this all start, Brian? Well, Cam, it looks like this started as a fight between parents on opposite teams. You can see the bleachers right here. It ended up spilling right here out onto the field. Let's take you out to some video now so you can see what this all looked like. This is what it looked like as police arrived. You can see that there are paramedics here checking people out. Police say about 15 people were involved in this melee. The pepper spray was used in self-defense, though. Kids and parents both hit by it. Three people in this ended up going to the hospital, but right now it doesn't look like anyone was arrested. So also odd in all this, after the police left, soccer games ended up still taking place out here on this field awesome. until the lights went out. We're live tonight in Encanto. Brian Shlonsky. That's why I like the Hispanic community. Get a full-out brawl, get pepper sprayed. Game's on! That's so awesome. That, uh, that's what I like. Just keep playing. Take some pepper spray keep playing uh that's a problem i think that that was had to be like u10 maybe and still we must fight for a right to get pepper sprayed so yeah that's a problem now here is a crazy crazy video there's a navy commander who gets upset and decides to beat down a 14 year old not only beat him down he punches this kid on the field of play, by the way, and then follows up with three more punches. A Navy commander. 
So you have cops, you have Navy commanders, you have lawyers. It doesn't matter. But when it comes to the game of soccer, we all lose our mind and we just go nuts where we're punching children. Play that video, Jack. Ten on your side, Jason Marks was there. Jason? And Anita, the judge said this should have never happened. A parent punching a 14-year-old. Now that parent will find himself behind bars. Every year, thousands of soccer players fill the sand at the Virginia Beach Oceanfront for the city's annual sand soccer tournament. This past June, though, something happened that shouldn't. A 14-year-old was punched in the face by an opponent's father. Today in court, that dad, 38-year-old Jordan Grinnell, was sentenced for what he did. We learned Grinnell's son was playing on a team who was taking on a team from Richmond. His son and the 14-year-old got into it during the match. They began shoving each other. That's when Grinnell ran up to the 14-year-old and punched him. The team fell back onto the sand and Grinnell leaned over and threw three more punches. The 14-year-old suffered a cut above his eye. He still has a scar and puffiness below his eye four months later. Grinnell is a Navy chief. His attorney told the court that he felt that his son was threatened and he just wanted to protect him. Grinnell told the judge, quote, I'd like to apologize to the court and to his family. I'm here to answer for what I did. Please have some mercy on me, end quote. The 14-year-old's mother testified that her son refuses to wear his contacts because he feels self-conscious about the scar. She says he hasn't been able to play in a game since without looking over his shoulder. The judge says, quote, this is a case where it shouldn't have happened. Children should be able to play a game without worrying about anything but the game, end quote. She went on to say that parents are there to keep all the kids safe. She then found Grinnell guilty of the crime. So the judge then sentenced Grinnell to 12 months in jail, but Jeez. all of that, but 60 days is suspended, meaning he has 60 days to serve. Grinnell will be able to serve. Yeah. That's who you want to be protecting our country. Those that lose control. Give that guy the missile button. Bombs away. Uh, yeah, no, no self-control. Zalma and uh, Anacel, yes, I would love to have you on the podcast. We can talk about the talk about how you guys won a national title with a with a bunch of uh, little ladies from Phoenix, Arizona. Because I saw who you played, there seemed like everyone at the nationals was six foot or taller. That's kind of the women's game today. But uh, yeah, that's all I have. Do we have any questions or concerns or anyone to direct this podcast to a different place? Good. Mike Pelione, my hero. He's no longer. I have his book. I have his bobblehead. And uh, he doesn't represent Yavapai anymore. So I'm not doing a sellout game this year because without Mike, sellout games are worthless to me. Uh, but we are going to do a sellout game in the spring with Phoenix College because we're going to be taking on UNLV, Air Force, uh, Cal State Fullerton, uh, to name some. So one of those games we're going to uh, make a sellout game in, in the spring because I, I only want to do big games um, unless somehow Yavpai gets back to greatness as how Mike had it. But um, I don't know. That's all I have. You have anything, Jack? Um, yeah. What? Well, what do you got? It was just so it's it's like based on refs, just how they kind of get bullied during the game. I kind of had like a – full-on view of it during one of our games. In Surf Cup? Yeah, so 
we were playing LA Surf, and if they tied or lost, they would, you know, not qualify at all. And we were up 1-0, and then they scored in the last five minutes. And it stayed 1-1. It got pretty heated, but anyways, uh, at the end of the game, everyone just, everyone's, it was, I remember you showed a clip. It didn't really show me, but everyone's, like, reaction was really mad because both of our teams kind of knew it was going to be really hard to qualify. And what happened is the ref, the ref did a really good job. Like, he didn't call anything bad or anything. And I heard, like, two kids right next to me just start cussing out the ref. Like, F you ref. And just going off on him. There's no reason. They're just saying it because they, they're tied and they can't qualify anymore. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, that that's our culture. It, that, that's, I wouldn't say culture. Is it? I think it's worldwide quite a bit. Everyone feels like they have to win. Have to win, and if you don't win, you will go and punch the op- opposition regardless of age and then follow up with three more punch. I cannot believe the Navy commander punched the kid out and then went after for three three more punches. That, that blows my mind. But 